Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I've gone from being in complete overwhelm, burning the candle at both ends, and watching my health, relationships, and business suffer, to creating a life with more joy, ease, and abundance. If you're ready to let go of the overwhelm, reclaim your health, and push past your comfort zone so that you can unleash your next level of success to create a greater impact, then sit back as we delve into conversations as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend, and welcome to another episode. Today, I've got a bit of a, I don't know, I'd say it's a reflective piece. And it's something that I've often thought about over the years, and I thought I would just put it out there. And because, again, you never know when you might hear something that changes everything for you. So the thing I'm talking about is perfection. And is this need for perfection, is it costing us our health? Is it costing us finances, relationships? Where has this need for perfection come from and how do we let it go if that's something that we choose to do? So the reason I think of this often is how it applies in different areas. I think of food, our desire for food to look beautiful and perfect has really driven the food industry to use high levels of pesticides, herbicides, all sorts of chemicals that have really impacted our health. They're impacting our gut health. They're showing up as various diseases in our body. They're creating inflammation. So what we eat might look perfect, but it's not necessarily the truest form. So when you, t- I, I, this is something I think of when gardening season comes around and my mom's got her garden and I'm helping her pick it. And I know I like pick these like beautiful carrots or whatever it is or beans. And sometimes you'll pick one and it kind of looks a bit funny and you think, wow, like this would never sell in the store. And yet this is amazing. Like she never uses any herbicides or chemicals or anything in her garden. It's all just natural household compost. And I just look at that food and I think, wow, like this is nutrient density at at its absolute, you know, best. Nature is perfect, inherently perfect in its imperfection. And yet, like I said, in a store, we wouldn't buy it. We would pass that one by and we look for that beautiful looking apple, that perfect looking whatever it is, melon, plum, whatever food it is. And so at what cost is that, that need and that desire for perfection? And I catch myself doing it too. Like, you know, if I'm hosting and having people around, I want things to look beautiful. And so I'm going to pick things that look beautiful. And so I, you know, this has come up again for me where I'm questioning, like, what are the choices I'm making and where is this desire and this need for, for us to be perfect and how it looks to the rest of the world. Um, We see it in even things like cooking, you know, nonstick pans. We know that they are toxic for us. And especially after used after long periods of time. And again, 
that desire to make like those, that perfect baking that doesn't stick. So you don't have, you know, everything at the bottom and (laughs) working with materials like stainless steel takes practice. It means you're going to need to be okay with, you know, those moments where things don't turn out the way you wanted to because they've stuck because you didn't quite do it the way it should. And I know when I switched over to stainless steel, I had a lot of burnt pots and burnt meals. Now I absolutely love it. Like anything, it just takes time to understand how to work with a new type of material. But again, the need for this perfection in the kitchen just means that we are giving something up in order to acquire something else or that we We also want everything to be quick and fast. I think of lawns, like homes. I remember coming back from London and living in like this part of Vancouver that was like very high end. And they actually even had like fake grass in certain areas and everything was so manicured and so perfect and so beautiful that it kind of really started to get to me because after a while there's something about that perfection that starts to feel just not right just inauthentic and or and in order to maintain those perfect plants and those perfect um lawns it means high levels of chemicals and I often think like Who's paying the cost of that? We pay we pay it in our own health because uh, chemicals like glyphosate have been proven and have been shown in our bodies and they are just like, they're just having havoc on our guts and then causing so much inflammation and putting pre- like extra added overload pressure on our livers. And so there's that cost, but there's also a cost to nature. You know, in order for things to look that perfect. What are we keeping from growing there that should grow there? What kind of insects or little animals or whatever it is that would normally be there all of a sudden can't be there because it's too toxic for them. So yeah, I don't know. There's something about perfect lawns and even golf courses that just like, I don't know, just not my favorite thing anymore. As I look at them, I just want to see like one little wheat because we know like Again, that unnatural beauty is so beautiful. When you look at, and I talk about my mom's lawn a lot because it's where I spend a lot of my time in the summer and barefooted. And I love walking around barefooted. That's another thing. You won't catch me barefooted on a perfect lawn. There's no way, like if anything, you're going to absorb chemicals. It's going to be up through your the soles of your feet where we should be grounding and taking in the earth. But her lawn is very imperfect with with little... You know, she's done a beautiful job in in making it look good. This isn't about just letting things go wild, but you know, she mows her lawn beautifully and but it's got these like little natural lumps and bumps and rather than herbicides and things, she'll pick the some of the weeds out so that they don't take over. And you know, she's said the occasional time she'll have to use a little bit of something here and there. And that's where again it a little bit here and there is one thing as opposed to having like those golf course perfect lawns. And so you'll find my happy, I find my happiest place is being on her lawn. I just know it feels like a really safe place to be and the connection I feel to the earth is so much more powerful than I do in a climate that is like pristine and perfect. We also see it in products that we use for our bodies. 
you know, again, I am no judge of plastic surgery or anything like that. I think we all have our reasons for doing various things. So this isn't about putting guilt on anyone. It's about understanding, like accepting that what we are doing has a consequence and what can we do to combat that consequence. I know now like breast implant illness, there was a point where it was just like the thing to do was to get these breast implants. And now I cannot tell you how many people I know that have had them removed because they thought they had autoimmune disease. They had terrible headaches, awful skin, dark circles. Like the list goes on and on of the ailments that they've had. And, you know, they spent thousands on naturopaths. And I'm talking about a few people in particular that I know spent thousands on naturopaths trying to figure out what was wrong with them until they finally figured out that it was, they had breast implant illness because the they either leach into the body, but it's a foreign object. And so, you know, again, no one knew the harms of these things, but why we have to ask ourselves, like, why are we getting these? Like, where does this pressure for the perfect body come from? And I'll never forget. I do think it's a lot more kind of imminent here in North America. I'll never forget living in London and uh, like in, it's true. The Brits do not have perfect teeth. And I remember they used to call my teeth call me like say I had American teeth (laughs) and I was really lucky I never had braces I did have like this little gap growing up that my dentist filled in and um, I thought that was always funny but what they didn't realize was when I moved to the UK all my body kind of image issues and because I had a deep desire to you know as I got older to be able to change things that I didn't like And it came from watching American Canadian TV where even your news anchors look perfect. And so when I moved to the UK and people looked like people, like actors and actresses and the news people, that some had crooked teeth, some had a crooked nose, some had like, you know, and I just found such beauty in that. And I absolutely loved that. And there was something just so real and so authentic about it that I just gravitated towards. And it made me again, think about like, where would I be had I not moved away? What kind of things would I have done because of the pressures or thinking that perfection was the goal that I needed to achieve? And yet, you know, simply moving to another country and experiencing another culture, all of that disappeared. So it was so incredible. And even when it came to, I was just to backtrack a little bit about the lawns, I remember spending time with my aunt in Salt Spring Island and she loved nature to be supernatural. And, you know, we would, her lawn was actually just wildflowers growing everywhere. And she used to just talk about the, you know, she'd stop me in the middle of conversation and she'd be like, Rosa, look at this look at this flower. And it would be like the tiniest flower amongst so many. She'd be like, isn't it beautiful? And she'd say, she never pronounced the T in beautiful. (laughs) Isn't it beautiful? And I just used to be in awe of that. I, you know, it just really made me think about and reflect on the little things and what nature truly is. I see this also destroying people's finances, the need to have everything, the need to have, you know, in a home, have every single thing matching. And don't get me wrong, I'm house proud. Like I love to have nice things too. And I like to have matching things, but to what extent 
is the question, how far do you take it? Are you spending money that you don't have in order to have things looking so perfect and matching? And, you know, we got to ask ourselves, like, where is this coming from? And how is this impacting our finances? And if finances aren't an issue, then that's wonderful. But if it is an issue and we're spending it for that, then we need to start to question, like, where is this need for perfection coming from? So I don't know what the answer to this is. For me, as I reflect on it, I think it's really about letting go of what our meaning of beauty is. I'll never forget being a little girl and I would always hold my grandma's hand as she was sitting there and I would play with like the skin on the on the back end of her hand because it was like so wrinkly and I remember like I just loved it she'd be like oh Rosa when you get old this is what happens and I just used to wonder why she didn't like that <laughs> like I just was so I just found her hand so precious and so beautiful and to this day like I feel like I remember every little age spot she had and every little wrinkle and I think wow like that's the beauty of getting older and somewhere along the way we've forgotten that I see it in family members who are older and their faces have changed and yet sometimes like I find myself welling up because I just think they're so so beautiful and it's so easy for us to want to hide that aging. And it does not mean we don't improve ourselves. My mom at 81 still loves to look her best and, you know, do her hair nice. And she just got the sweetest haircut and everyone's commenting it on it. I could tell how much she loves it. And, you know, so it doesn't mean that we always want to, you know, present ourselves well. But like I said, it's changing that definition of beauty and getting older is is super beautiful so anyways it's a bit of a reflective piece it ties into health so much because this desire for perfection can eat can add to like I said financial stress which adds to stress in itself is not great for our health it also adds to that anxiety, that feeling of never being enough because we'll never get there. That's the thing. There's always that next thing that you need, that next thing that has to be perfect. Like you just never quite reach there and we we never will. And so there's something about just becoming at peace with that and enjoying exactly where we're at and the things that we have and letting go of that perfection. So anyways, just a bit of a reflective piece. Let me know what you think and what what's, you know, how has a desire for perfection because I think it impacts all of us in one area of our lives or another. And um especially in the world of like social media and Instagram and all those pressures that we never used to have and we look and see people's lives and we think it's so perfect and then the next moment there's like a tragedy and you're like okay wasn't so perfect after all reality kind of sets in and how much more real would it be to be honest with ourselves and with others and you know I'm not saying air our dirty laundry on social media at all because we always present ourselves best and there's nothing wrong with that like someone once explained it about social media and I thought this was a great explanation they said 
You know, when you first meet someone for the first time you're introduced to them, you're always going to show them your your best self right away. Like that's normal. And I think that's a that's still part of us that we can share on social media. But then with our, you know, with our good friends and support system around us, just finding like the the ability to be our truest and most authentic selves. So anyways, let me know what are your thoughts? Has perfectionism impacted your life in any way? Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad that I talked about this, this topic. Cause like I said, it's something that I often think of and I think, Oh, does anyone else think this way? <laughs> All right. Beautiful friend, have a beautiful week. If this episode spoke to you in any way, please share it on social media, on Instagram, leave me a review on iTunes. That would really mean the world. It helps so much. I believe that on Spotify too, you can also now rate the podcast. So if you're listening on Spotify, uh, please rate it as well if this spoke to you. Have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.